Welcome, beautiful daughter of the King. I am so excited that you are here. My name is Brenda Schumann. I'm the founder of Fearless and Free, and it is my honor to get to help women see yourself through the lens of God's heart for you so that you can release whatever it is that holds you back and confidently move forward in your calling that God designed you specifically for. Ladies, I firmly believe that every time a woman takes a step towards recovering the woman that God intentionally created you to be, that it's incredibly powerful, not only for your life, but it inspires the others around you and it impacts and changes generations to come. So won't you join me? It is my prayer that there's something within this podcast that helps you to stand up and reclaim the space that God created for you to fill in the kingdom. So ladies, let's go be fearless and free together. Well, hello, women of God. I am so excited to be with you today. I have a message from you out of James, um, and it is not always one that we want to hear, to be really honest with you up front. It is the message of love everybody always. And the Lord worked on me about, I don't know, probably about nine months ago. Um, there's a book out, um, everybody, Love Everybody Always. It's the Bob Goff book. He is amazing. And the Lord had me read it. And it took me a very long time because I could not get through it because I continued to be convicted by it. And, and I just want to um, speak this into you first before we even start that. The, the message today, although may be convicting that, I don't believe that that's the Lord's heart for this. And when I read the, the book by Bob Goff, I don't believe that it was actually God's heart for me to feel convicted either. What it was is his heart was to raise me up in a way that I start to look at people differently, that I start to be more in alignment with Jesus and that I start to become more useful to him. And so I just want to speak that into you today that this is really less about conviction and it's more about preparing you to be an extension of Jesus's hands and feet. It's preparing you to go in the places that the Lord has for you to go, right? And it, and it starts with loving everybody always. And that's a really catchy thing to say, but it's a really hard thing to do, really hard thing to do. And so I just want to start in James chapter two. Um, and it starts out by saying, my brothers and sisters, believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ must not show favoritism. Must not show favoritism. And it goes on to kind of give an example. And it says basically, um, you know, if, if a poor person comes in with filthy clothes and a rich person comes in with gold rings, are you going to show special attention to the, the man wearing nice clothes and say, here's a seat for you? And say to the poor man, oh, you stand over there or you sit on the floor by my feet, which would be sitting on the floor by, your, by his feet would, would be a negative thing. And then he asked, have you not discriminated amongst yourselves and become judges 
with evil thoughts. Listen, my, my dear brothers and sisters, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world and rich in faith? And to inherit the kingdom, he promised those who love him. So it goes on to talk about this, and it later says again in verse 9, um, but if you show favoritism, you sin. It's super, super clear. I mean, there's no, this is the NIV, so it maybe sounds different in another version, but um, it is super clear about our, our the, the, um, the warning against showing favoritism. And I'm not sure that it's even favoritism among rich and poor. This is an example of rich and poor favoritism. Um, but I, I don't think that it's just that. I think that it extends beyond that. It extends beyond, can you look at people that are difficult to be around and love them always? Can you look at people who are actively sinning and love them anyway? Can you look at the people who the world has said have no value and still find value within them? God loves each and every single one of us beyond what we can comprehend. He loves you the same as me. There isn't a worse difference, right? All of his children have worth to him, have value to God. He loves them all. And so he calls us to do the same, right? And that's a pretty tall order sometimes because there's people in our life that are hard to love. Sometimes they're even hard to like, right? And it's even harder when we start to look at sins. So when we start to look at the people in, 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 in the news, let's just jump right to there. We all have people in our lives that are hard to deal with that take extra energy from us. Um, that we don't like the things that they do. But let's jump even further to the person, you know, that is in the news, the, the, the people that shoot up schools or the, or the people that murder or the people that um, commit adultery or that, that lie or cheat or steal. All of those sins. And yet God calls us to love them still. He calls us not to show favoritism to treat people better because they're not the least of these, because they're not the openly sinners. Now, you and I, we sin too, right? Our sins are maybe not as public as their sins, but the Lord is very clear that sin is sin. And so we're not the ones that get to judge, is your sin worse than my sin? We oftentimes do. We oftentimes look at murderers, and it's hard not to. I'm not. I am not preaching this from the position of being perfect by any means. But it, it's super hard to look at people who are openly sinning, right? Like the mur people that murder. And yet God loves them too. And yet I have sinned that will keep me from God, the same as that person's murder. And that's a really hard message to hear. It's a really hard message to hear when, first of all, we have to reconcile the fact that my little sins are as bad as your big sins. 
But it's also hard to hear that God doesn't have favorites within that. That he's going to look at me the same way that he's going to look at that person. And not only that he doesn't have favorites, but I'm called to not have favorites. Right? That I'm called not to have favorites. I love everybody always. No matter what they've done. No matter what they've done to me. Now, I'm not suggesting that all that you have no boundaries. <laughs> I'm not at all suggesting that there's people that you need to boundary in your life and you can you can love everybody always and you cannot show favoritism without allowing people to hurt you. But according to the Bible, we are to love everybody always, everybody, and not show favoritism. And that's a really tall order. Right? I want to go back to where it talks about in verse 4, where it says, have you not discriminated amongst yourselves? And here's the piece, become judges with evil thoughts. So every time we start, or let me rephrase that, every time we stop loving everybody always, is the exact moment that we become a judge. It's not our role to judge, right? It's only God's role to judge. But every, every time we stop loving everybody always is the time that we start becoming a judge. And he goes on to say with evil thoughts. I happen to think that it's actually kind of in the reverse. I happen to think that you have evil thoughts that come in that start the judgment process, right? Like the, the evil thoughts come in and then all of a sudden I'm judging people what they're doing or what they're not doing. And um, that's what allows us to judge people. But I think that, that the, um, the good thought about this really is that if in fact the thoughts come first, we have control over that. We have authority over our thoughts. We can stop having those thoughts just as soon as they start and we become aware of them, right? We have the ability to make the choice to not judge other people. We have the authority and the ability to stop our thoughts that produce us from choosing favorites. We have that control. We have that ability. We have that choice. And I think the other thing that I just want to speak about when we start to really start judging other people, because again, only God can really judge them. We waste our energy. Have you ever done this? Because I'm going to just put myself out here and say, I have looked at people and I have judged what they are doing. And, I, and, I, and probably not with love, to be honest. <laughs> and, um, and then I look back later when I get myself together, when I get my thoughts under alignment and I return to the place of love and not, not favoritism, I, um, I look back and I'm always like, how much energy and time did I waste 
thinking about and persevering about the judgment that I had. Right? Because we spend so much time sometimes judging other people and our energy goes into that. And what would happen if we focus that energy on the thing that the Lord was calling us to do? Whether that be cleaning something up within our own soul, whether that be an action or an activity that he's asking you to take, whether that just be a calling in your life that he's, he's wanting you to walk out. But all of this wasted energy that we waste judging other people that we're, we're not even supposed to be because that's not our role. What would happen if we would take that energy and love everybody always and focus our energy exactly where God wants us to I can tell you one of the things that he wants us to focus on is exactly that, loving everybody always. Right? It's not a, it's not a happenstance that the Great Commission is to love people. So important to God's heart. And we sometimes miss this. Where his heart is really that of love. His heart is really that of loving yourself, loving him, and loving all of the people around you, whether you think they deserve it or not. Loving. Loving is the place where he wants you to be spending your energy. And we can't, can't do that if we're showing favorites. Right? So beloved, I just would love to pray into you today that we, we restore our love for everybody. Everybody always. It's a lot of people. Everybody is a big number. Always is a lot of time. But that's what we're called to do. So Jesus, I, um, I thank you that your heart, your heart is for love. Your heart is to love us. Your heart is to have a loving exchange with you. Your heart is to love every single person that you created, Lord, and you love us all equally without favor. And I just want to praise you for that, first of all, that you can love each one of us as if the next doesn't even matter. Because to you, it doesn't. Lord, show us how to love everybody always. Show us how to love the next person equally. Lord, what is one area that we need to set aside favoritism and judgment? What's one area that we need to get a hold of our evil thoughts? And then, Lord, give us one next step on how to do that, Lord. What is one way that we can get more in alignment with you of loving everybody always. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you that even when we fall short of loving everybody always, you still love us. We are still your favorite. You are still smiling upon us. 
we thank you for second chances and third chances and fourth chances to get this right. Lord, show us where our energy is supposed to go instead of judging others. Where is the place that you want us to be focusing? All of our energy and attention. And Lord, who is one person in our life that you are calling us to love who might be difficult? Bring that to our attention now. And Lord, give us an extra dose of courage and compassion to step out and love that person the way that you love them. Help us to see that person through your eyes. We thank you. We thank you for letting us come together in love with all of your children. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. That you go out. Go out and love people. Love everybody always.